Halloween is coming up. Who are you going to be? What are you going to be? What's happening? What's the plan? I do have one epic costume idea that I've been sitting on. What is it? It's the perfect, like, sexy but funny costume. We won't snitch. So imagine a pink bunny, full on, like, you know, like Regina George. Okay. And then you give me a drum, and I write Energizer on the side of the drum. (laughs) She's the Energizer bunny. Ah, see, it made you laugh. It made you laugh. It's sexy but funny. Hey, girl, hey, you're listening to It's Been a Minute from NPR. I'm this show's new host, Brittany Luce, and my guest today, the one who just dropped the undisputed, funniest, sexy costume of the season, is Maitri Ramakrishnan. (laughs) I really, I really hope to see that. I really hope to see that. If it doesn't turn up on my Instagram, (laughs) just know that it probably meant I didn't fulfill my Halloween dreams this year, and um, I'm sad. <laughs> if anyone is poised to fulfill their Halloween and Hollywood dreams, it's this girl. Maitri is famous for starring in Mindy Kaling's smash hit teen dramedy, Never Have I Ever. And I mean, like, I love that show. I watch it all the time. <laughs> and Maitri's just as popular on TikTok and Instagram for dressing up as video game and cartoon characters. Behind the scenes, she's a 20-year-old Tamil Canadian and a self-proclaimed nerd who isn't shy about what she likes. I'm not secretly obsessed with a lot. I feel like I'm just outwardly (laughs) obsessed with things. And it's like either you're with it or you're not. Like, I vibe. I like to just do all the things that I do. I love cosplaying. So that's really fun. But I've I've started posting about, like, my cosplays and stuff on the social medias. Yeah. You get a big response from about those like on, on Instagram for sure. They're so fun. Why wouldn't it? You know, why wouldn't it get a big <laughs> response? It's so much fun. It's interesting to me that you're so into cosplay because people are dressing up in these really elaborate costumes as fictional characters. And a lot of people do that, I think, because they want to pretend to be someone else for a little while. But like that is already your job. Yeah. So I wonder, what is it about cosplay that appeals to you? I'm just obsessed with my job. <laughs> No, uh, I feel like the characters that I like to, like, play, whether it's, like, Princess Peach or, like, Mm -hmm. video game characters like Lisa from Genshin Impact, it's just, like, characters that, like, maybe traditionally don't look like me, but, like, I still think are dope, and I'm, like, I like this character, and I just want to dress up as this character, you know? It's so freaking cool when I'm walking around as Princess Peach, and then I hear, like, a little girl gasp and is, like, a princess! Wow! (laughs) I'm like, oh my God, that is so wholesome. What? Clearly, Maitri is having a good time, but a very vocal minority isn't. It's a good time to be a nerd. There's the new Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, any number of Star Wars series, plus the never ending rollout of comic book movies. To butcher a line from Spider Man, with great nerd content comes not so great hate a.k.a. the very loud so-called purists complaining about more non-white characters in these franchises. Bad, bad energy, y'all. Maitri Ramakrishnan is a young brown woman. She's brand new to Hollywood, and she dreams of playing roles that the industry has typically reserved for white actors and actresses. I wanted to know, what's it like facing this landscape as a young, self-proclaimed nerd about to pursue your wildest dreams? Maitri tells me after this quick break. Kind of jumping off of the Princess Peach 
idea. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned earlier that some of the characters that you dress up as can be read as white characters yeah. or assumed to be white, like Princess Peach or Sailor Moon yeah. um, or Liza. What kind of reaction have you gotten for being a Sri Lankan woman dressing up as these characters from other people? I mean, I know my fans that like Never Have I Ever or just, you know, like me as a person, mm-hmm. they don't really give a shit. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> doing this character. Why not? Why can't you? Who cares? It's a costume. It's cosplay. It's fun. Nothing about Princess Peach has to be white. Right. Like a princess that gets captured almost every single video game that she's in except for Super Princess Peach for the DS, you know, which is a great game. <laughs> yeah. And I love yeah. that game to death. Played it all the time as a kid. But that's her character. That's her personality. Nothing about that screams and has to be white, you know? Right. Live, laugh, love. Time for me to be Princess Peach. Yay. I like to think people don't care. And for people who do care, I don't care. They also probably have pro- they probably have other problems. <laughs> they probably need to, like, take a bath. <laughs> That'd be a good start. That'd they need to just start. chill. And, I mean— I mean, we can have this whole conversation and talk about, like, what's, you know, taking on characters that you can take on and then what's, like, cultural appropriation. But the thing is, Mm -hmm. there's no cultural appropriation in me dressing up as Princess frickin' Peach. That is just a video game character that is truly so surface level, you know? And fictional. Like, she gets captured by, like, Mm -hmm. a gorilla. Mm -hmm. Like, her friends are lizards and dinosaurs and, like... It's so mushrooms. Exactly. Like, and my thing is like, as long as everything's coming from a place of respect, Mm. that's what matters as like a first and foremost thing. You know, Mm -hmm. I see many a times white people take on characters of color. That happens. Yeah. And also it's not like they don't have many to choose from in the first place. You know, most of them they have to choose from. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I don't have a Nintendo brown girl to pick from. You know, like in yeah. the Super Mario world, I don't. I'm, and I don't want to dress up as freaking Birdo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't I want mean, to be Birdo. It's it's interesting. Like it seems like that that conversation, or even like a an aspect of that conversation, is happening across so many of the biggest franchises, like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones. All of those projects have a legacy of ultra white casts, and some of those. Properties, things have been changing more recently, like with Star Wars, but overwhelmingly, that's the case. And and these shows have been f- facing backlash from some audiences for having more diverse casts. And I wonder, like, for you being someone who reimagines characters, you know, not just in cosplay, like soon you're going to be playing the character of Lizzie Bennett, like literally Lizzie Bennett from Pride and Prejudice in the Netherfield Girls for Netflix. How do you react to that backlash? First of all, social media is so skewed. Let's, like, first acknowledge that. Now, for me, I like to personally think that those people that are like, uh, why is Little Mermaid black? This shouldn't happen. Oh, Oh, don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. And I hate that, like, people have been calling it controversy. I'm like, no, no, no. Let's stop headlining this as controversy. There's no controversy. I'm so sorry. This is just hating and trolling. Mm. Because she is doing nothing controversial by taking on a fictional freaking mermaid. There is nothing controversial about that. Mm. I like to think it's just that Mm -hmm. those negative people, those people that need to take a bath, are (laughs) really loud and obnoxious. I mean, my dream role is Rapunzel. 
There's like that is my dream role as a brown girl that has had her grandma put coconut oil in her hair since she was like a oh. child. You know, like yeah. that role. That's my dream. I'm gonna do whatever it takes for me to get that dream and achieve that. I'm not gonna let some random troll on social media tell me. Uh, Rapunzel's actually of German origin, so it technically does not make sense to the film. Uh, South Asian people exist in Germany. Just a fun fact. I have cousins in Germany. Let me introduce you to them. Thank you and mm. good night. You know, I don't... I, that, that, this was a, a big rant. I'm so sorry. But this no, is, don't my... apologize. No, this is good. I wonder, though, you bring up haters. And I wonder, like, how do you, how do you deal with them? <laughs> it's hard. It's so hard. I think, like, the haters that, like, really get to me are the ones that, like, truly have no rhyme or reason. Mm. Like, the ones that truly are just like, ugh, she's so annoying. Like, those comments really suck because, like, I want to know, like, why? (laughs) Like, what is it about me that is annoying? Tell me. And I realize the times I, like, let those guys get to me is when I'm not keeping in touch with who I am. And now suddenly I think I'm annoying. And now suddenly I don't want to you know, nerd out about things on social media. And suddenly I want to say, oh, I actually don't want to do any more interviews right now. You want to shrink. You want to shrink. And that sucks. Mm -hmm. I freaking hate that feeling. How to deal with it? You just have to stay stay so in touch with yourself. Whether that's by the kind reminder of friends and families assuring you of Mm. who that person is, like the people who do know you. You know, the people like my brother who has had to deal with me since I was alive. (laughs) Getting that, like, those reassurances from, like, external places, but it really Mm -hmm. needs to come from, like, the internal of just you, you know? That's, like, that's the most effective way to be, like, you don't know me. Screw you, hater706. I don't know why why that's their Twitter handle in my mind, but right now it is. At Twitter handle hater706, if you're listening, I recommend sticking around. My Tree is coming for your thrillers, your fantasy epics, your cool action car chase. Get in, hater. We're going for a ride. After a quick break. My Tree Ramakrishnan, you are best known for your role as Devi Vishwakumar in Netflix's teen hit dramedy, Never Have I Ever. That series just wrapped filming on its fourth and final season. And I have to say, this series was so special to me because I love teen dramas. And the genre is mostly sidelined people of color as supporting characters, but you're the lead. Like, and part of the reason why I and so many other grown women of color, like all my friends, like I'm talking like, girl, you got fans (laughs) in their 30s and 40s, know that. (laughs) We love your show because it feels like something we never got to have when we were teens. But you're a bit younger than me and you grew up with a slightly different media landscape than I did. So I wonder, like, before you were cast in this role as Davey on Never Have I Ever, did you ever think a show like yours would exist? I think I think only after Never Have I Ever came out and I would be asked, like, when did you see yourself on screen? That was when I realized I didn't see myself on screen because hmm. I would say, like, oh, I actually don't have someone because I always looked up to like Harry Potter's Hermione Granger that was my character you know yeah I realized how normalized I was to the fact that I didn't have a character like me Mm -hmm. I realized that I was just like yeah I'm okay seeing myself in just Hermione and Mm -hmm. all of these 
white characters or just even other characters of color, sure, but, like, not necessarily South Asian. And it would probably be, like, that one tokenized, like, black character that would probably be a caricature or sidekick of some sort. Mm -hmm. And to me, that wasn't the character I wanted to be. I didn't want to be the sidekick. Yeah. I didn't want to be the one that had to, like, just be the funny, off-to-the-side, come-in-every- few scenes i wanted to be like the main mm-hmm. hero you know which is what you are now and and that's it's hard for me to like look at never have i ever and be like yeah i feel represented because it's just like my face and i'm like ooh, that's like a lot oh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's like it's wild but i do think we are heading in a good direction now that filming never have i ever has ended you know you're looking to what's next and so you know you mentioned playing rapunzel which i think is a fantastic idea and i <laughs> i don't have like studio money but anything i could do to contribute <laughs> let me know i did not spend so many days in my room as a kid doing all the different hobbies that i did and not going out and playing with my like friends on the street mm-hmm. To be told that, like, Rapunzel can't be a brown woman. There's no way. No way. No, no. We, brown girls, we, we know what it's like to have all the hobbies. Because you need to occupy your time. You are trapped in your room. And that's how it's going to be. So buckle up, partner, and get a hobby. Or two. Or three. And you might as well start on the chores and sweep till the damn floors are clean. Oh, my gosh. I was like, this sounds a lot like my black American household. <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> sounds a lot like my parents' rules. Um, but I mean, even beyond Rapunzel, like, like, what is your wildest dream of a role that you can see yourself playing? Man, I thought Rapunzel was pretty wild. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm, I'm with it. I'm that, already, that's I'm with truly you. the I'm dream. But I would like, in my ideal world, whenever I like die <laughs> um, and my career is like done, I hope like by the end of it all, I can like look back and like see a bunch of different characters of a bunch of different personalities in a bunch of different genres. Like, mm-hmm. I want to find my, like, thriller movie. Mm. I want to find, yes. like, my epic fantasy. I want to find my cool action car chase sequence. I want a car chase sequence, man. I do. Look, we're we're overdue for a speed remake. I'm seeing you driving the bus. I'm seeing you driving the bus. <laughs> Dude, give me the <laughs> bus. No, but, like, I just want to take up all the different genres so that one day people can say Maitreyi Ramakrishnan can do it all, you know? And then mm-hmm. therefore, a brown girl has a place, you know, in it all. Because I don't want to diminish my light because people are like, oh, you can't take up space in this genre. Like, there's no place for you here. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, other brown girls rise up too. But I also want to make sure that I also get to play roles. So that we all can just keep acting. I'm not going to stop acting just to make room for somebody else because that's where they get you. This myth that there can only be one. One person, yeah. Exactly. I got Never Have I Ever, and I'm not going to diminish how much success Never Have I Ever has gotten, but that was just my breakout role. Just my breakout role. It just means I did a damn good job at my first job. I'm going to do a damn good job at my second, too. Yes. Vatri, thank you so much. It's been so great to have you. I'm so glad that you came on the show. And yeah, I mean, look, when season four drops, 
you got to come back because I'm going to have to discuss. I'm going to have to discuss because I right now I don't I'm on edge. I don't know where Davey's going to land and it's messing with my mental state. I'll just say buckle up, partner, because it's not going to be easy. <laughs> it's not going to be easy. No, sir. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be rough. <laughs> Maitri Ramakrishnan is the star of Netflix's Never Have I Ever. In her latest project, she stars in Netflix's animated series, My Little Pony, as a flying horse. Go off, girl. This episode was produced by Barton Goodwood. Our editors are Jessica Mendoza and Jessica Plachik. I'm your host, Brittany Luce. Bye, girl, bye. <laughs>